Well, hello, and welcome again to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. So glad you're in with us. Hun, how you doing? I'm, I mean, every day I say I'm doing good. <laughs> and you know what? I am doing good. The Lord's good to me. And, and I... Every day. Yeah, I, it, he, he is. He's just good. He gives us another day to be intentional for His kingdom. Yep. I love that. We got some great stuff to talk about today. I'm really eager to jump right in. Uh, we just kind of had a little cup of coffee, little little breakfast outside, and we're talking about uh, this particular tool that we're really excited to get in everybody's bag today. Uh, we've titled this particular tool, uh, A Crushed Spirit No Man Can Bear. A Crushed Spirit No Man Can Bear. That's word for word out of the 18th proverb in the 14th verse uh, it's actually in the ESV version, a crushed spirit no man can bear. It says there that a man can bear up or sustain himself in his in sickness, physical sickness, mm-hmm. but a crushed spirit no man can bear. That's the worst. I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna throw us back here a little bit, babe. So you chime in here anytime you want. But what? early on in our oh. marriage, um, again, we were. I was 19 <laughs> years old when we married, and we came from two really different families. Um, Charlene came from a strong family of faith a sweet family this it was a real well, sweet family my dad he could he could put his foot down but it was really sweet and there was joy in that home and there was and there peace. was there was peace in that home yeah. so they loved god um she grew up loving god i grew up in very much a very common household in our world today it was shattered by uh divorce early on uh, when i was all oh, five or six years old uh raised by a wonderful mother uh, my dad, not much in my life younger. Uh, we rebuilt that relationship, have a wonderful relationship, friendship now. But um, the, through growing up, I think we were raised so differently that I brought some real, the habits of my childhood mm-hmm. and the way my family communicated. It was probably <laughs> the opposite of how my family communicated. Yeah. So when it came to resolving conflict or working through stuff or even just talking, um, we ran into problems really, really fast. Maybe it was just you, Kenny. Maybe I Maybe ran into problems. Maybe it wasn't your family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that bad, but I'm looking at th- thinking of your family right now, and they're pretty sweet people. So. They are. They are. But they were loud communicators, right? I mean, maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe just you. <laughs> even today, I love my brother, and my brother get to get going, and our hands are moving, and we're loud. Yeah. Up, our voice gets up in the rafters, and and some of that is just habit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but personality, but some of it is again, when it comes to resolving conflict within the context of a family, you know, we, I developed really bad habits, uh, and learned early on with Charlene that I had to be really careful of how I communicate mm-hmm. because I would literally wound her spirit. Mm-hmm. It would, it would happen all the time. I could tell when it was happening, the, the evidence of it was clear. She would shrink away from a conversation. And the louder I got to make my point, the quieter she got. She just couldn't stay often in the conversation Mm -hmm. because I was so overwhelming, whether it was hand gestures or the rolling of my eyes, or I would sit on the edge of a chair and and get bigger than her when I needed to make my point. Well, I like to resolve conflict. I do that, but I don't want to do it in a fight. And right. I don't like confrontation. Right. And I didn't mind confrontation. Aggressive. No, you didn't mind it at no. all. And yeah. you didn't feel that it was um, out of the ordinary right. or that I shouldn't be able to hang with you. Yeah. But my personality, I, I wasn't comfortable with that at all. And I, I just, 
I could not bear it. Yeah. I could not bear it. Yeah. I used to wonder, come on, fight with me. Let's yeah. go. Let's, yeah. it's like, let's, no, I don't we can work this like out, you know, and she just would shrink away. I mean, literally become smaller in her chair as with I just, it, ultimately it, I, I look back now and I felt like without intending to that I, I, I was a bully really. No, you were. Yeah. And <laughs> no, it, no, I didn't say no that. There. I didn't say that because I didn't want to hurt his feelings because I didn't, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but I would, so I would say nothing because right. I just, I, the things I was feeling was not real right. pretty and I wanted to lash out, but I, I, I just couldn't That just do wasn't it. her way. No, it wasn't right? my way. So not that I didn't have the feelings. Though. <laughs> True. I bet. <laughs> I wasn't a zombie there. So in our mind, this is a big tool. Every couple we've ever worked with or talked to uh, struggles with this. They, mm -hmm. they, they, what we call, they crush or other translations have the word wound, um, a broken spirit. Uh, I think that is the new American standard version. Um, wounded is there. It actually, the word means smitten. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so it comes from the 18th proverb, the 14th verse A spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? That tells us a lot. We're going to deal with one point of that in this episode, point two in the following episode. Uh, point one is uh, realizing and recognizing and every, not, this isn't just even only in the context of marriage, right, hon? I mean, oh, no, we this talked is about life. that. This, this is in the relationships completely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Every relationship in every our life. Every relationship. But for the sake of, of this podcast, we're talking specifically about God's way in marriage. And I do want to interject no, one thing. Yeah. I probably interrupted you, but human relationships have this problem. True. But the Lord never would give us a wounded spirit. No. I was just thinking of that. He, When he deals with us, he's never condemning. We sometimes take it as condemning or um, we feel condemned by him. That's never his spirit. That's never the way he communicates with us. And no. when, he, when he does and he allows things in our lives that even he chastens us, it's still because he just loves us so much. Yeah, it's not harsh. And, but and in human relationships, wounding. we're going to have wounded spirits. Yeah. We well, can, I mean, the word can. says to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the command. And mm -hmm. and that's the way that Jesus always was. Right. And the way his word is, it speaks truth to mm -hmm. our soul, but it's always in the love of his redeeming grace, right? right? It's the redemption. Uh, couches yes. that conviction, mm -hmm. right? Sorry, I can't interrupt. That's okay. No, let me just, I'm going to read just a few verses uh, just to get the feel. The 18th proverb is what the Lord gave us, really, mm -hmm. this tool. Uh, the refraining, learning to refrain from wounding one another's spirit. It came to us through the 18th proverb, and uh, it's, it's what, 24 verses long, uh, at least uh, uh, 12 of them, uh, half or maybe more of the entire proverb is made up of wisdom concerning how we communicate. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really a proverb about communication. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I mean. Let me just read a couple of these. Uh, in the second verse, a fool has no delight. This 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 slayed me <laughs> at one point in time. A fool has no delight in understanding, comma, but only in expressing his own heart. It, oh, in I, marriage, that is <laughs> such. That is that is what we do. That's me. I oh, mean, yeah. the 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 more I need to make my point in my head, I'm. 
I know that I'm thinking, I don't really care to understand you, but by golly, you're going <laughs> to understand me. You're going to feel this, yeah. right? And this, listen to it again. A fool has no delight in understanding, but only in expressing his own heart. This is a tragedy in any relationship where they're not listening to you. They're only listening enough to formulate their next verbal assault or mm -hmm. comeback or getting ammunition. Uh, right. That's all. They're arming themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not this is so important for married couples. You need to understand each other mm -hmm. and, you, and, and you need to strive. We all do to strive to understand our spouse's heart. And I didn't, I didn't, to me, what was important was her understanding me. Well, and I think on the same point, even though I wasn't speaking much, I wanted you to understand me oh. and what, what this verbal confrontation right. is doing to me. Right. So it sure. wasn't to try to even listen to what you wanted to communicate because I couldn't hear it anymore. Right. Listen to a couple more. Uh, the Verse four, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters and they're the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. Verse six, a f this is great too. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. We can actually, with our words, accelerate and we can, it's like throwing gasoline mm -hmm. on a fire. Mm -hmm. We we can create a defensiveness in our own spouse mm -hmm. that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. My words or hers can challenge me in the way they're spoken and what is spoken in a way that f almost forces a defensive posture. Well, and I think that those of you that are listening right now, and as I'm listening to you, I totally realize that. You can think of instances, I can think of instances right now that words escalate there the issue no yep. one has to touch anyone else right no one has to get up in anyone's yep. face it's just that what comes out of our mouth can ignite a huge firestorm it's huge a fool's lips enter mm -hmm. into contention and his mouth calls for blows next verse verse seven a fool's mouth is his own destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul it goes on and on the 13th verse he who answered this this is another one that has such is such a wellspring of wisdom. It's unbelievable. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it's folly and a shame to him. Oh, dude, did I do this all the time? <laughs> what call interrupting <laughs> 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 or telling someone? Now I was guilty of this, telling someone what they just said or what they're meaning in the conversation. Like, no, you you said this. No, I didn't. No, yes, yeah, what you but, said. But, That's but what then, I No, heard. you would say, this is what you meant. Yes, this is what you meant. <laughs> going, no, if I'd have meant that, I'd have said <laughs> it, honey. <laughs> he who answers a matter before he hears it, it's a folly and a shame. That means we're not listening. Mm -hmm. We're just running at the mouth and, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a fool who does that, right? Who doesn't um, hear the whole matter. Let your spouse get their whole message out and the whole communication. We're terrible at this stuff. At least I can only speak for myself. Right. I'm no, terrible we're, we're going to only speak for what we've learned and what we've been through and, 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 uh, and some other people that we've tried to help too. We yeah. can speak. This is a common thing. Yep. Very common. The first one to plead his case, verse 17, the first one to plead his case seems right until his mm -hmm. neighbor comes and examines him. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did I sit with couples or I would see maybe a wife first or the husband first and they would share the problems they have. And I, and I, I would form an immediately, I'm going to admit this on air, I would form an attitude towards their spouse. I hadn't even met him yet. Right. But but the one story, and 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 I didn't, dude, I haven't even met the guy or the gal, and I don't like him, right? 
only to find when they come in, they have a whole different side of the story. Perspective. Right? You bet. I, I remember when we started, sometimes we have to see couples at that I see the wife and Kenny sees the husband. And then we compare notes afterwards. And then Kenny and I were getting into confrontation yeah. over. Because we only say, heard one side. we only side. heard one side. So we say, no, no, she feels this. Well, no, he will. And when she right. does that, he did. And I went, we're starting to get in a confrontation over someone else's issues. Yep. This is this is really not good. <laughs> we've got we've got to get this under control here. So this verse is perfect for that. Yeah. I think it's perfect. All through, by the way, that that's a great verse for you parents. Listen up, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one child that comes and gives you the story, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. their sibling probably has a whole yeah. other angle. Oh yes, <laughs> or their teacher, <laughs> their teacher, <laughs> or their yeah. friend at school. So the 18th proverb, what we're hoping to do is, is get it as a lens over your eyes, even though it, it's applicable to every relationship in your life. We really want to hone in on marriage, the danger of wounding a spouse's spirit. The most, one of the most powerful verses in the whole proverb comes in verse 21. Uh, it's familiar to many of us. Death and life are in the mm -hmm. power of the tongue and those who love it will mm -hmm. eat its fruit. Mm -hmm. Man, what a... A uh, uh, powerful truth that is to understand that my words, and I and I knew I learned this young. Um, within the first twenty seconds or thirty seconds of walking in my front door after a day's work, when we were married young, right before children, I could have Charlene puddled up in a pool of tears without ever touching her at all, mm -hmm. just with my words, mm -hmm. or. I could have her feeling like she's the queen of the world mm -hmm. in about 30 seconds mm -hmm. with just my words. The power of death and life are in the tongue. So that's what we're talking about. This is just basic communication stuff, right. stuff that every couple needs to always be getting better at, be intentional about. So hopefully this tool uh, is going to help This and, and this wasn't written just for marriage in no. Proverbs. no. But sometimes I look at the scriptures and I think, oh, that's how I should be treating my fellow man, you know, your, your neighbor, my neighbor, yeah. my coworkers, um, my friends, the common people that I don't even know at the grocery store. But yet it's really it, it applies to your spouse also. Why are we so slow? to apply it, truths like this to that most important it, of all relationships, exactly. the one we're one flesh with. I, I think it's the enemy yeah. and he just doesn't want us to um, apply these truths to that and treat our spouse with kindness yeah. and graciousness. And, um, and because we're so comfortable with them, we think, oh, that'll just, eh, no big deal. This is the way we do it. We tend to read that 21st verse, death and life are in the power of the tongue towards your fellow man mm -hmm. or towards your neighbor, mm -hmm. or again, towards your, your work colleague. But it we means, don't read it like this. Yeah. Death and life are in the power of the tongue towards my spouse. Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't that weird? And we need to. Yep. Because this is the relationship that we spend the most time with and is the most critical and, and important re relationship besides our relationship with Christ. Right. Okay. So, here we go. Let's track with me. Let's, let's work our way down here. The, the, the other great truth besides that 21st verse comes in verse 14. The spirit of a man, here's the point of it, sustains him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? That tells us there's two big realities wrapped up into that. Number one, we'll talk about it right now, is we've got to realize every married person has to realize I have the power to wound or break or smite or 
uh, cause suffering within my spouse's spirit. That's, mm -hmm. that's point one. Mm -hmm. We've got to understand that the way I speak, the way we, I communicate has the potential to in the inside wound her spirit and she mine. Okay. Look, you break my leg. I can put a cast on it and mm -hmm. get over it, mm -hmm. but continually wounding my spirit and breaking my spirit or crushing mm -hmm. it. I, I think that ESV has the word crush. Yeah, I think of a little can of crushed tomatoes yeah. compared to oh, a, a yeah. whole tomato. Yep. It yep. looks a lot different. Yep. It's crushed. And then the second point, not only is this truth that I have the capacity to do that to her, but number two, um, that there's a human limit to what the heart can take, what the mm -hmm. spirit can take. We tend to want to think that in fact, I've heard it in my office with couples. Well, he just knows I'm that way, mm -hmm. or she just knows I'm like they that. They just need to accept me they for just, the way I am. Yeah, they just, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I call that the Popeye statement. Mm -hmm. I am what I am, and that's all what I am. Mm -hmm. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, mm -hmm. right? You know, but th this makes it real clear that they can't do that. There's a limit mm -hmm. to how much everyone's spouse can endure. And I got to be honest, early in our marriage, I was pushing those limits to where not in anger necessarily, sometimes in frustration mm -hmm. or anger, my voice would raise, I would puff myself up and browbeat and, and had a tendency to resolve conflict that way. And again, I think I learned that young. Mm -hmm. It was a way of life in our household. You just mm -hmm. got louder than the other guy mm -hmm. and made your point. I think probably bullying your way through life is common to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then I married a girl who didn't fight. Her, her culture wasn't that way. And it was just absolutely overwhelming when we would have conflict. I would overwhelm her so fast and her spirit would become wounded because of my words and the way I was communicating. And she would just shrink to nothing. I would say, Kenny, you don't have to yell at me. And he goes, I'll never forget. He would say, you think this is yelling? I can show you yelling. He you've, said never, that. you've never heard you've me You've never yell. really heard me yell. And I went, Oh, wow. You know, this is like yelling to me. Yeah. And it, it was funny. We just couldn't get past that point of the way that we both communicated in conflict. Even as I'm saying, even as you're saying that, babe, I, I can tell right now that everybody listening to this has had that conversation. Somebody has said, no, I'm not yelling. Well, I can both, really yell. Or both they're or really both. both yelling. <laughs> or they're really yelling. <laughs> Some yeah. people aren't afraid to get into it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, a couple, a couple of the verses. Let's set this up for the next, the next uh, episode. Again, what we, the the main point here is this depth of understanding, comprehending mm -hmm. that according to the word of the Lord here, that we can wound our spouse's spirit. We got to understand, gang, mm -hmm. that you have the power to do that, and you've probably done it, right? We can't pretend we don't know anymore. Now, the way this happens, again, same proverb, verse eight says, the words of a tellbearer are like tasty trifles. They go down, get this, words go downward into the inmost body. Uh, I think the one of them, I think it's a new American standard, has the inmost part of the belly, or that might be the authorized, the King James Version, the inmost part of the belly. Isn't that interesting? What that tells us is that my words whether it's gossipy or anger or whatever language words aren't processed only in the human through the human ear and in the mind. Think of a child 
harsh words from a parent. They're not process. The child doesn't just go, Oh, dad had a bad day at work. Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, I, I, that doesn't matter that he called me stupid. He didn't really mean that those words, that language is processed in the inmost part. That's the soul right. in the, in the, uh, Hebrew poetry, which this was written in the belly was the seating place. They viewed the belly as the seating place of the more powerful human emotions, uh, lust, anger, fear, envy that flowed out of the belly. Even, even now when, I, when you would know this, when men, particularly when we get angry and we're rage begins to rise up from where our belly it be and it begins to what the old cartoon blow right mm -hmm. out our ears mm -hmm. you know but they saw the belly as that seating place so what this is telling us in verse eight of this proverb is that the words that i use they're not processed just in the mind and filtered out there so sticks and stones can break my bones but words will never hurt yeah me. that's a lie Who straight out that? of hell that's I mean, a yeah that's a like, big fat lie. It's like man. sticks and stones. <laughs> yeah, they'll break your bones, but words will kill you. Yeah. You know, this is what the word says, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So these things are processed in the, the soul, in the inside of a man. And the words that I use with Charlene or she with me, they're not just processed in the mind. So this is how we get wounded. Now, real quick, just to set up the next episode where we talk about what happens. And the mechanics of this, uh, the same proverb goes on to say that a brother, when they are offended this way, um, is stronger, get this, is stronger to win than a fortress city. They can't take it anymore. And their contentions become like the bars of a castle. I'm, I'm yeah. like, we're smiling at each other across the table. We have experienced that. Because I, I have been guilty, again, of communicating in a way that is crushing or wounding her spirit harsh words, loud, uh, the volume of my voice. And it, you may do it. Other people may do it differently, but we get our way. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and up then, come then, these bars of a castle. And, and then I would have my way. Yes. Yeah, she'd shut oh. me out. <laughs> and, uh, this is, that's not a place that a married couple who should be in unity want to be. Mm -mm. I'm outside looking in at that mm -hmm. point going, honey, Please let me mm -hmm. back in. It's like, no way, Jose. But they're content. <laughs> are like the bars of a castle. Might as well try to take LA yeah, by force, exactly. man. You're going to have to win this one back. Yeah. So there, there it is. We're setting this up for the next episode. And, and uh, we're so glad you listened in. Here's just, let me recap real quick, okay? This proverb is huge. It's all about communication. And it warns us that the power of, the very power of death and life mm -hmm. are in my tongue. So it's all about communication. Those words that we use, how we communicate with our spouses aren't processed only in their mind. They can't filter that out logically and go, Oh, they, again, they're just in a bad mood or, mm -hmm. you know, it affects their inside and it's going to affect the way they view you, their attitude towards you, uh, their attitude towards life will be mm -hmm. affected that way. And more than anything, there's a limit again, Verse 14, who can bear up under a crushed spirit? Mm -hmm. No one. There's, this is telling us, I've had to explain this to couples in my office. If you keep doing that, you they that person will no longer be willing to live with you. Mm -hmm. They cannot. They can't endure any more bullying, mm -hmm. any more harsh language. You have wounded their spirit that bad, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we've seen this become a real problem. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, early on in our marriage, um, because of my lack of ability to communicate any other way, I really 
tended to lean towards bullying to get my way, uh, make sure she understood my point. She's much less like that, but uh, it was affecting us early on. Wouldn't you say, babe? Yes, I didn't understand it because I don't have those same feelings as he does. And one time I asked him, I go, how would you ever have enough um, courage to like fight someone, you know? And he goes, you don't understand what's going on inside of me. I can't do anything but that. And right. see, I don't feel that way. I don't react to things no. that way. I would run and cry and Kenny would stand and fight. Yeah. And that's just different personalities. And we had to realize that about each other, that I can't bear certain things. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure you'd have your limit too. Yeah. But um, everyone does. That's just, that's mm -hmm. just telling us everyone's got mm -hmm. a limit. And the limit and, would be maybe different than you, you, the thing that would crush your spirit would be different yeah. than what would crush mine. And I, I think it would be a mistake on our part to assume that this is a man woman thing. Right. Men yes, communicate no. louder, mm -hmm. communicate and women look, we've I've met mm -hmm. wow, many of women in my office that can they're light you up. No, they're, they're not scared like they're me. Not scared. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They'll go there, man. So this is not a man woman thing. <laughs> no, it's not. This is a personality can, thing. It, it more is. Than anything. And and we need to be real intentional about now, now today. I can honestly say we've been married 46 years and when we are in a tight spot and we're communicating <laughs> and you can feel the emotions ratcheting uh -huh. up, I get quieter now. He does, but I can still see the, <laughs> the things going on in his brain. Like I am really getting angry I want to here. throw something tell, so bad. <laughs> but he's using self-control that one of the fruit of the well, spirit. Well, I don't want that, to wound her spirit. Right. And, and he's, he doesn't want to be ungodly. Right. And you have to exercise those things. Yeah. And that comes after many, many years of giving that area to the Lord and letting, seeing the Holy Spirit work in our own lives. And that's why he gives us, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. Right. Because alone, we can't, yeah, we that, can't that, change us. We can't change our That particular fruit of the Spirit is called self-control. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next episode, we'll talk about just how that closes the Spirit, mm -hmm. what bars of a castle look like mm -hmm. and and continuing this discussion. So we are so glad that you checked in with us today mm -hmm. and we're excited to finish up part two uh, along this same yes, discussion. Yes, if it's not helping your marriage, it sure is mine. I like to go over these <laughs> concepts a, a lot because I know that I'm just human and I can slip back into behaviors of the flesh. And after 46, this, this is good for me. After this 46 years, for we're me. living it out just yes, like I everybody love it. else. I love doing marriage ministry because it keeps me in check. Amen. And that's what it should do for all of us. And we're so glad that you listened in. So God bless you. Uh, remember every day that your marriage really mm -hmm. does matter. Yes. Until yes. next time. Bye-bye.